you have to come to a place where you like wholeheartedly with complete conviction, trust with every inch of your soul and heart that what you have created is fucking amazing and no one can touch you, no one can break you because you trust who you are as a person and what you have created. And it doesn't matter what judgment, criticism comes your way, like you are unbreakable. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited to share with you today's special guest. She is a uh, business person that I have been following on Instagram for some time now. And let me tell you what, it's been so incredible watching her journey. And before I introduce this special guest, I want to just let you guys know that she's actually celebrating becoming a seven-figure business owner. So in saying that, I am so excited to introduce our business mentor, Jessica Vieira, to the podcast. So welcome, Jessica. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Emily. That was like hype girl. Like I just felt so hyped just then. <laughs> but thank you for having me. I absolutely am so excited to be here and thank you for celebrating the milestone and I'm sure we're going to dive right into it. But I just want to say thank you for the big hype introduction. <laughs> no worries at all. That's what I am. I'm like everyone's hype girl. Hype like girl. On podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Now, I forgot to ask you, do you prefer Jess or Jessica? Everyone calls me Jess. Just Jess. Jess. That's my best friend's name. So I love it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So Jess, I've given a very, very, very brief introduction just then, really just celebrating your biggest milestones and letting everyone know what it is you do. But why don't we dive in and you tell us all about, you know, yourself, a bit about your story and like where it is you've gotten yourself to today. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So I have a very long story. So how about we just, we'll go with a little bit and then we'll go see where it goes from there. So yeah, a bit of background information about me. So I haven't always been a business mentor. Did I see myself being a business mentor? Absolutely not. If you asked me four years ago, what I was going to do with my life, I absolutely, who knew, who knew back then four years ago, I was a nurse. So I was a nurse for seven years and I Basically, I thought I was going to be a nurse unit manager. That's what I thought I was going to be. I worked in anesthetics. I specialized in that area. I loved nursing. It was my entire life. I always had two jobs in nursing. And I was in uni doing the things, trying to make more money, go to uni so you can get paid more as a nurse and potentially make 80 or 100K a year in five, six years time. And you know, it just hit me. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I sitting here in uni, like slaving away, doing all of these exams, doing all of these, like all these bloody assignments. And it was just insane. And then working five days a week, night shifts, day shifts, afternoon shifts. And it was just so insane. And 
I questioned like whether there was an easier way to make money. And that was the very first time where I was like, there's got to be another way. There literally has to be another way than working seven days a week. And at the time I was like pretty heavy in debt, but not as bad as I was going to get in the next, like the following year. And then I ended up leaving my nursing career in 2017, not long after my grandfather passed away. And I just reached breaking point. I was just miserable. I had a really bad nursing culture. I had always been in health and fitness. So I've been in the fitness industry for like 10 years now. I was competing in bodybuilding competitions, doing all of the things. And I was like, there has to be like a happier place to work. Like there is honestly like something more. And I ended up leaving my nursing career and went into the fitness industry. Went through multiple different jobs, worked in supplements, supplement distribution, worked at all the fitness expos, opened up a gym, managed a gym, coached coaches. I did heaps. And then again, like I realized a point where I was like, why am I building someone else's business? Like I left a nursing career to take a $15,000 a year pay cut to chase a dream in fitness and try and get my online business up and running, get my fitness business up and running whilst working for other people, building other people's businesses and being highly undervalued, working ridiculous hours to earn minimal income. And I literally just reached breaking point. And this was a, God, I can't even remember what year this was now, maybe 2018. And, you know, I was a struggling entrepreneur, literally. Like I was working for someone else trying to get my fitness business up and running. And it was horrendous. (laughs) It was so horrendous. And I just reached a breaking point where I decided that I was going to work for myself and that was going to be the thing. And I didn't know how I was going to make it work. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I did it. And I ended up building a multiple six-figure fitness business in eight months. And that's purely from just taking a leap and quitting. From there, my fitness business was amazing and I loved it. But when COVID hit, everyone started asking me, how do I build a business? And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, hmm, I have all this experience I've done so much. I've invested into mentors. I've done all the things and people are asking me how to build a business. So that's where this company started from. And that was literally like, I will never forget it. Like I held onto my fitness business for so long in COVID. I held it for so long and then it just reached a point where it was no longer a thing and I let it go. And this business absolutely boomed and took off. And now I coach coaches how to build their own online business. I love that. First and foremost, I (laughs) resonate so much with you when you say that you were studying a degree and then you were just like, nope, like I cannot do this anymore. You need to step away because that's exactly like what my transition was like as well. So I fully connect with you there. And I think that's so awesome that you, you know, you built a six figure business for yourself and then shifted businesses even after that to then build now your seven-figure business. So I guess I'm curious to know, in that shift between moving from your first business into the second business, was there ever any like fears or like resistance that you felt in letting go of something that you had worked so hard to build in the first place? That's a good question. And to be honest, like I had thought about it in January before COVID had hit. I had a lot of very well-known fitness professionals say to me, like, Jess, you have so much skills in business. I don't know why you're not teaching it. And at the time, like there was a lot of like resistance to wanting to give up something that I had built. I'm like, well, if I give this up, I'm a failure. 
And that means like I'm a fraud or I'm a fake. And, you know, you do go through a lot of like comparison syndrome of like, who am I to teach people how to build a business? Mm. I'm just this fitness girl. I'm a washed up bikini competitor that doesn't, it's not even really in the space anymore. Like who the fuck am I to teach people how to build a business? But people seen it in me and I didn't listen. It really wasn't until like I got offered by a business mentor overseas to coach his clients. And I was like, cool, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to coach his clients in business and it's going to be like a really nice stepping stone. And, you know, I'll have always have massive respect for this mentor. And he said to me, like, I don't know why you don't do this yourself. And that was really like the aha moment. And to me, I saw COVID as literally the biggest opportunity for my life. And I have been so blessed to be able to help people create their own opportunity too. But I was like, this is actually a moment for me to recreate myself. I can either be the fitness coach that's going to post workouts all through COVID home workouts and do that, or I could recreate myself. And there's nothing wrong with doing all the at-home workouts and stuff, but I was like, it just didn't feel aligned with me anymore. Like I love fitness and I love nutrition and I love health. I'm a nurse. I understand it inside and out and I love it, but I really didn't feel like it was me anymore. And I had to really let go of that identity and become a new identity. And it was the most triggering thing I have ever, ever done. And there was so much comparison syndrome. There was so much fear around teaching people about money, like teaching people about how to create a business, like people are trusting you to make money. Like that's such a big responsibility. And I was triggered as fuck. Like I was so triggered, but I honestly felt like I had to let go of like old Jess and recreate myself as Mm -hmm. much as it was like really hard to do. I love that. And what did that sort of look like for you? You know, because we all talk about how we want to step out of the version of ourselves that's like really limiting us at the moment and really step into embodying that version of ourselves we want to be. So what were some of the steps that you had to take in order to do that? To be honest, like it's a lot of it is just having faith and trust in who you are as a person. Like I didn't have all of the answers, but you don't need all of the answers. You're not supposed to have all of the answers. I think you know, a lot of people overthink it too much. I have always been very impulsive, like very impulsive person. I'm a risk taker. I leap. I figure it out. I'm very resilient and tenacious at heart. That's just me. So for me, I'm like, I, I just try it and see how it goes because the worst thing that can happen is it, it potentially doesn't work out. But then on the other side is like, what if it does work out? Like I'm a huge opportunist. Like I don't need to have all the answers, but I'm a big believer in following my intuition and following like what I want to do. Like, because at the end of the day, like I could have stayed a fitness coach, but was I happy? Was I truly fulfilled? Was I truly lit up every day? Was I truly like excited? No, the passion was like dying out and I was looking for something bigger. So for me, I'm like, if you see an opportunity or if there is something in your heart that you feel like there is more for your life. Like you don't need to have all the answers, but it's, you actually do yourself a disservice by ignoring what you want because life is full of opportunities. It just depends whether you're going to take it or not. And it is hard. It's definitely hard, but I, yeah, if I don't like something, like I'm not going to do it and I'm going to look for something else to do. (laughs) 
It's that probably why I've had so many dogs. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I love it. I've had that many jobs. Like I can't even tell you. Like I've been fired that many times. If I don't like the job, I'm not fucking staying. Like it's no, you cannot pay me enough money to stay. If someone was like, here's like a hundred thousand dollars a year to clean toilets, I'm probably not gonna do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I love that because in turning these things down, you really position yourself to be in a place where you can align with what it is you truly want to be doing. A lot of the time people will just settle and take the opportunities they're given because they're too scared to go and chase the things that they actually really want to be chasing. So I love that about you. I think that's such an awesome quality to have. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to learn all about you and obviously, you know, like your journey with growing these businesses. Now I assume, but correct me if I'm wrong, was business number two a lot easier to get off the ground running than business number one because you had that experience behind you? Yes and no. So it was a completely different experience because, you know, as much as like I'm still coaching, it's different, different niche. I'm now coaching coaches. Content had to change. My writing had to change. I had to learn how to write about business. I had to learn how to talk about business. My investments into mentoring ended up doubling what I had to pay before because when you're learning how to make more money the investments are a lot larger so that was uncomfortable to do my amount of growth and self-development that I personally had to do was huge the amount of mindset work that I had to do was twice as big than I had to do for fitness coaching like the risks that was involved with this business was so much more and I think because it's just a bigger like leadership position. Like I said before, like I have women and men in all around Australia and all around the world trusting me to help them make money. Like we're talking about money, like not about like maybe achieving like a 10 kilogram weight loss. Like we're talking about money, which is such like money management is huge for a lot of people. So to have that trust, like for people to trust me to help them with that, it was such a big responsibility. And I really had like big bloody boots to fill. That's for sure. (laughs) So it was so hard. It was triggering. It was challenging. I had to, before I was dealing with like mindset issues about body image, you know, and now all of a sudden I'm dealing about with, I have no money conversations and, you know, I invested into you and, you know, I want results or, It's just a completely different like language that I had to learn to navigate that I had never really had that level of responsibility before other than my own financial positioning. (laughs) How did you really go about working through and like letting go of that pressure that you were placing on yourself around, you know, these people are paying me to teach them how to make money. Like I have to deliver. How did you lift that pressure off yourself? Because obviously at the end of the day, like does come down to the client and actually applying the things that you're teaching them. Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. Like, you know, the strategies don't work if you don't work the business. Like that's the thing, right? Just like in fitness, your booty ain't going to grow if you're not going to train it. Like it doesn't, you don't just wake up with a big ass. Like (laughs) you actually got to train it. I think for me, I just really had to I invested a lot into mindset coaches last year to really just work through my own limiting beliefs and my own personal setbacks. There was a lot of stuff from like my childhood that I needed to work through in order for me to perform as a high performance coach. I would classify myself as a very high performance entrepreneur. And in order to be that and really operate at your potential, 
it's so necessary for you to work on your past in order for you to move forward. So that was the biggest thing that I did for myself last year. Other than that, it's trust, like actually self-belief and trust in who you are as a person. And that is the hardest thing to be able to achieve as a coach. And I didn't really achieve that huge like mindset breakthrough until I operated the business for a year. Like I had trust in who I was and like I knew that my methods work, but you have to come to a place where you like wholeheartedly with complete conviction, trust with every inch of your soul and heart that what you have created is fucking amazing. And no one can touch you. No one can break you because you trust who you are as a person and mm-hmm. what you have created. And it doesn't matter what judgment, criticism comes your way. Like you are unbreakable. And reaching that point is like the hardest thing, but it really just has to do with like personal power, like working on yourself as an individual. Like, and that means working on your shit. Like working on your triggers, working on your limiting beliefs, working on your relationship with money, working on your emotional intelligence, working on your IQ and self-development, like it doesn't stop. And that would be like my biggest breakthrough. And that's something so big that I'm like always trying to teach like our students is like, it's not about anyone else. This is about you. Like Mm -hmm. no one's going to put that trust and that belief in you. You have to put that in yourself. So what difference do you think it made for you then when you were able to fully lean into that like confidence, that unshakable self-belief? What difference did that make for you and then your ability to obviously grow your business to where you have? Yeah. Well, that was in like April this year. I think from then I've just been like, I don't know. I just feel like everything just feels so much lighter and like so much easier. I honestly really do not care what anyone says. Like I don't care I have amazing testimonials. My clients speak so highly of us. And yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm in my own world. Like I'm honestly in my own world. I'm doing my own thing and everything else is irrelevant because I know I'm in alignment and that's it. So like building the business from then moving forward has felt so effortless, like effortless because I'm not worried about anyone else. I'm not worried about my competitors. I don't care about them. There's enough space for everybody. I love that. And I love that point about like, there is enough space for everybody. You don't need to constantly be worrying about competing because that's the worst sort of mindset to get into because you should be staying in your own lane at the end of the day. Like this is your business, the person to the left, the person to the right, you know, they're doing their own thing. They are not you and they're never going to take from you what is yours. So I love that. I love that point that you brought up there. Now, Obviously, mindset's a massive part of the journey that you've been on and is still going to like, you know, continue to be a massive aspect when, you know, you go for the next seven figures and then the next seven figures from there. But let's sort of like look at the first six figures that you had to work towards achieving for yourself. Yeah. What did it take for you to scale your business to that, you know, from that zero to that first six figures? And what sort of changes had to be made, you know, whether it be again in your mindset or other places? Yeah. Okay. So that first six figures, it was really consistency. Like, and I think that's where a lot of people fall short is, you know, getting to that six figure mark is probably the hardest. It's really the hardest because you're learning, you're trying to figure it all out. 
but consistency is so key. Like consistency, like and persistence and dedication and discipline, like discipline. Like the biggest thing that like bodybuilding taught me was discipline. Literally, like if I can starve myself for six months, then surely I can be committed to making my business work. And that is where everyone falls short is like, you know, I think a lot of people want to make a lot of money, but no one's willing to be disciplined and no one's willing to be consistent. And that's the hardest thing is, yeah, it's hard. It really is hard, like building a business. It is hard working for yourself. You have only you to fall back on. Like you're a solopreneur. There's no one else. And even at my level now, like I'm the CEO, like I have to drive the ship forward. It's my responsibility. No one's going to build this multiple seven figure business, but me, you know? So it comes with a level of responsibility and you either embody it and own it and have fun with it and learn as much as you can, like learn how to become a business owner. Like that would be like my biggest piece of advice for any coach. Like, don't just look at yourself as I'm just a coach. Like, no, you're not just a coach. You're also operating a business. So it's you're working for yourself. Like, you're not just a coach. You know, you're an entrepreneur. And I think just embodying that and learning about business is the biggest thing that will dictate your success and consistency and discipline, literally, like hands down, because it's the building phase. Like the first six, like six figures is literally just the building phase. Hey guys, don't hate me, but I'm interrupting this episode with a very quick message for you. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't already heard, I have launched a program to help you do what I have done and build a freaking coaching business. That's right. The Aligned Coaches Academy is now live. Okay. So if you are someone wanting to start a coaching business, but have not yet taken the steps to do so. You're someone who has launched a coaching business but hasn't been seeing any results and is looking for new approaches or you're someone who is successfully running a coaching business but are currently working too much from a place of hustle rather than alignment and want to start switching things up. If this is you, then head to the episode description right now and click the link to apply for the Aligned Coaches Academy, okay? Once you fill out the application form, you can schedule a one-to-one call with me and we can get you locked and loaded into the program to launch your business in 2022, okay? Enrollments close on December 22nd, so do not wait. That's all from me. Let's dive back into this episode. I hope to start chatting to some of you guys soon about launching your coaching businesses. Now, you obviously reached seven figures in what just over 12 months, wasn't it? Yeah, 15 months. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long did it take you to get to that first six figures in? Because, first and foremost, that's insane. So, congrats. <laughs> so, it was within like the first two months. So, I think in the first six months, we made half a million. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Congratulations yeah, yeah. on <laughs> such an epic <laughs> Thanks. So, to be honest, like what it took to get there. Like when you are truly passionate about something and you feel in alignment, like you will honestly, it doesn't feel like you're working. You know, for me, like my biggest purpose and why in life is always going to be my mom and my sister. And I am so in alignment with what my why is and my purpose. Like I'm so in alignment with what that is. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that I was created to change my family. I hands down know that for myself. And my why is always ingrained in my heart. So when this business kicked off, 
like it would have been such a waste of gifts and talent that I don't even know, like God has handed this to me and said like, here, here it is, like run with it. To be able to do this, I think is a blessing. To be able to hand over these skills to other people is a blessing. I ran with it. I just absolutely ran with it. Everything was taking off and I kept going, Mm. you know, and I just kept going and going and going. Like I, you know, to be honest, like last year, I did whatever it took to make this business a success. I won't lie. I worked seven days a week. The first like three months of the business, there were nights where I didn't sleep for like 72 hours. Why? Because I had to build a course. I had to build the course. I had to film the course. I had to edit the course. I had to create it. I had to onboard clients. Sales were coming in. Things were happening. And, you know, I was taking people's money. I had an obligation to show up for them and be able to provide them a high quality service. And I ran with it and I did whatever it took to create, make this business a success because I knew that I was in alignment and this was the thing. Mm, I love that. That's so powerful. I love how determined you are as well. And also that you have like such a strong why that's like really driving you. I think that's something that so many people forget about is the importance of having that motivator. And, you know, you just said that your family is your motivation. And when your motivation is like external to yourself, it's just that much stronger than when it's just like, you know, you're doing it for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very, like the money is always great, but you can't be controlled by money. Like, I love money. I'm huge on wealth building. I love money. But at the same time, I'm also very clear on how that will affect my life. Mm-hmm. If you make six figures or you make a million, how would that change your life? Like the why and the purpose is always going to be the biggest reason that the motivator that's going to drive you forward when things are hard, when you want to give up, when you feel like chucking a tantrum, when you feel like quitting, like that why always needs to be there. Not how much money you're going to make. Mm. because the money is just a byproduct of what your why is, what your purpose is and how hard you're willing to work for it. And every little micro step that you have along the way, the money is a byproduct of everything. That's just the bonus. But if you're trying to build a business and scale a business purely for the sake of money, like you are going to reach ceilings all the time, like roadblocks, you'll never be able to get there because it's like having shiny object syndrome. You're just looking at the money, but the money doesn't bring fulfillment. It's just mm-hmm. money. Like money is a tool. Yes, it does create happiness and because you have more choices, more freedom, you have you can do more things, but it's not like complete fulfillment. Mm. Like it's the purpose and the why that will bring and how that money can change your life is what will bring fulfillment. Mm. I love that. So focusing on the purpose rather than the profit there. Yeah. So yeah. what's your purpose if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> For me, yeah, mine. So, like, I honestly didn't grow up in money. I did not grow up in money. I grew up in Western Sydney in a very low income earning area. I had the worst education. Like, my coaching definitely changed the game for me. Being on Instagram helped me talk more clearer. I am the worst at writing. If you read my captions, there are words in places that shouldn't be there. Like, I am not that educated by all means. You know, my dad was, you know, a heavy drug user and yeah, I grew up in like not the best family, but I love my parents and they taught me street smart. They taught me valuable lessons. They made me resilient and all of the things. But for me, you know, my purpose is always going to be to provide 
a safety net for my mom who was left a single mom when I was 13 who was bankrupt and left with nothing literally except for me and Monique and ever since then like I knew I had to fix things and somehow I got into university somehow I got into a professional career I'm a high school dropout I have no idea how I got in there but I got in there and you know to be able to have opportunities for me like I just know that I'm going to be the person that will literally change like our family. And that will always be my why. Like for me, I'm like, if, like I said before, like if opportunity is given to you, like I believe in God and whether anyone that's listening, whether you believe in the universe or higher power, like whatever you do believe in, maybe you don't believe in anything, right? But I believe if you are given an opportunity to make a change, or you're given like gifts and you don't know how you got it, or there's something special within you, just run with it. Like don't avoid it, like follow it and it'll take you to somewhere like greater. That's just from my personal experience. (laughs) I love that. And I love it when spirituality really intertwines with entrepreneurship. So I'd love to know, like, you know, you mentioned that you are quite spiritual. (laughs) So what sort of role has your spirituality played in your journey of entrepreneurship? Oh my God. (laughs) People are going to think I'm nuts. (laughs) No, no, no. I talk about this all the time. Oh my God. Everyone's nuts here. This is all right. All right. (laughs) Oh my God. How funny. Well, you know, to be honest, like my mom has been a Christian for, she became a Christian when I was like 14. Mind you, like I was raised in a home where God is non-existent because if God existed, then why are we poor? Like that was the story that was said. If God exists, why are we poor and why do we have nothing? God doesn't exist. So my mom became a Christian when I was 14 and I thought that she was batshit crazy. I was like, you're nuts. Like literally you're nuts. Like her baptism, I'm like, you're fucking nuts. I'm not coming. Like that's weird. And for years I thought she was crazy. We've got a really strong friendship, but like that whole spiritual world, I was like, you're nutcase, like seriously. And it wasn't until it was 2018 And I got in a very toxic relationship. And one day I just woke up and found myself wanting to go to church out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. And I'll never forget the day I ended up at Hillsong Church and I didn't even know what who Hillsong was. Some of you that are listening, you may think they're a cult or whatever, doesn't matter. But yeah, and I, that was when it all began for me and it was emotional. It was full on. I was a secret churcher for like six, three to six months before I told anyone at all. And then I told my sister and then, you know, the biggest pivoting point, like I was at the pits of my existence. Like I was in $50,000 of debt in a toxic relationship, manipulative, like it was just bad. I call it a temporary relationship actually. And I ended up getting baptized and that day was, I literally felt like a complete shift in my entire existence. And honestly, like I just kept plugging myself into really good people. I kept showing up for church. I kept doing the things and healing took place. Like I had a lot of healing to do around my dad, around my family. And for the first time in my life, you know, there was actually people that were saying like, who are you? you know, what's your name and what's your story? And there was so much healing that took place out of there. It was after, not long after my baptism, I started a woman's mental health movement. I held three events in one year, one at Lululemon. And my first event had over 80 women that came. I had a podcast myself and I was interviewing everyone. And like, I truly believe like my faith and just God's blessing, like led me to where I am right now. And 
yeah, it's just surreal how just from surrendering and healing and being around the right people and having the right words spoken into your life, like how much that can actually change your entire life. And that's not to say that I didn't have like the best people in my life, but when you're around really prophetic people and leaders and there's words that they say and like your whole, everything just changes from there. Like it's a whole different experience and just healing, like healing enables growth. It's painful, it's ugly, it's uncomfortable, but it it enables growth. And, you know, from that point on, like I truly felt like I was a child of God and I was loved. And that like is so powerful. Like I just felt powerful beyond measure and everything just ended up growing out of that. And now here I am somehow. I love that. I always <laughs> find it so interesting, like learning about the different roles that whether it be religion or spirituality, yeah. like, you know, whether you believe in a God or in the universe or a higher power of some sort, like, I just love hearing the different sort of roles that plays in people's journeys and like with their self-belief, with their confidence and with like transforming them into their higher self. So love that for you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Now, speaking of transformation as well, I'm really curious to learn, what was the transformation like for you going from a six-figure business owner to being a seven-figure CEO? Like there's some shifts that would have to be made. Oh, gosh. This year, I had to really learn how to become a leader for my team. Like I've got about, I think, 10 people in my team. And it was really, it went from operating as like just me and like three people to now like leading a team, holding more capacity for more. Like you can be resilient, you can be tenacious and have all those amazing qualities, but can you hold significant capacity for other people in your business? And in order to do that, like it's really your mind, like it's your mind because it's so hard and it's so challenging. And, you know, the last six months for me has been so many growing pains. Like I thought that it was painful getting to 50K months and then getting from 50K to 100K months was like a different level. Holding and maintaining 100K months is hard. It's energy, it's mindset, it's, you know, believing that you can handle it all. Like you can literally handle it all. And as a female that, you know, you have to operate in your masculine to have this kind of life, like, and to also honor your feminine as well. Like it's very hard to balance both, but you also have to be really, really in alignment with where you're going. Like clear vision, clear, clear, clear vision on where you're going. Because when it gets hard, you have to like be true to like what that big vision is for yourself. And I think it's also just like, I invest a lot into my company. So a lot, like I invest a lot of money back into my business. I invest into my sales team. I invest into coaching. Like I'm constantly pouring money into my company so that our company grows because it's not just me. What used to be just me and yeah, I can do a lot, but at the same time, like the people in my team are only going to be as strong as I can build them. So to operate at this level, I have to train them and lead them to be able to operate at a greater level. So it became less about me and more about the company than really more than anything. I love that, that it's about like stepping up and becoming a better leader and being able to make decisions that are, you know, going to serve the company as well. Like when you mentioned that you invest so much back into it, I think that's such an important point to raise because people hold themselves back for so long from making investments, whether it be into coaches or whether it just be into team members. And 
they're holding themselves back because of that scarcity mindset, that negative money mindset, right? So it's so awesome to hear that that's something that you consistently do. And I also love how you said that you hold on to your vision so tightly and staying focused on that and continuing to push towards that even when things get challenging because I can't even imagine what it would be like trying to maintain $100,000 a month. So, I mean, you'd have to have a pretty damn strong vision to be doing so. And I'm sure that number is constantly growing for you, gauging via, you know, like the determination and the drive and the work ethic that you have. So I absolutely love that. Yes, thank you. And I will like add on to that. Yeah, a lot of people actually have fear of investing into themselves. Like for anyone that's listening to this, I do not have what I have because I'm lucky. I will make that very clear. Like I am a high school dropout, guys. Like I was not this confident at talking. I was not that great at taking photos. Like I was not great at doing the things. I didn't know about money four years ago. I went to university to learn about drugs and, you know, friggin' putting people to sleep. Like that's what I learned. So I truly like investing fast tracked my experience. I have not stopped having mentors. Like I have had, you know, this year I've had about five mentors. Why? Because every time I invest, I make it back in that month. When you're taught how to make money, you are safe. Being taught how to make money by people who have done it before is the fastest way to grow. Trying to figure it out on your own, trying to Google it. Like you can Google a lot of shit and you can YouTube a lot of shit, or you can ask your friends about things and pick and probe. But unless you're learning from the people who have done it, like you're just prolonging the whole experience and you can waste a shitload of money trying to cut corners or you can invest and it's uncomfortable, but you're going to fast track the results. Like people like, how did you make a million? Yeah, like my quality, like my personality and how my all or nothing mindset. Yeah, that definitely did get there, but I learned from the best and it costs a lot. Like it costs a lot, but I wouldn't have what I have now. And it's skills that you have for a lifetime, mm-hmm. like for a lifetime. Things I learned from mentors two years ago, I still use now and it makes me money. So it's like when you're taught this, it's so valuable. Like don't just look at it as one investment. Look at it as this is a massive return on investment for the rest of my life that I'm in business. I love that. And yeah. it is. It's a continued return on investment. You're not spending your money. You're not throwing away your money. You're investing your money into you. And, you know, that's going to become a tool that's going to help you make more and more and more as you continue to go on. So I love that. Thank you for (laughs) highlighting that point. You're welcome. (laughs) Now, obviously something when it comes to like growing your business and particularly at the rate that you grew yours, right? It can be very easy to get, you know, the rug swept out from under your feet and business just takes over and all of a sudden, like your entire schedule is just overrun by constant work, 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 work. How did you really find like the balance and allow yourself to take back your life and not let your business overrun it? Yeah. Well, so I live a very quiet life. Like I'm an introvert. So I live a quiet life. And I think for me, I think it's knowing when to push and when to pull back. Like there is going to be seasons in your business where you might have to really push and you, maybe you will work seven days a week. Maybe you will work late nights. Is it forever? No. So I think it's being learning to become more conscious in your business, knowing when is a season that I should push and when is the season that I will pull back. 
I think as well, like coming back to your vision, you need to be very clear on your vision. What is your goal? Where are you comfortable sitting? Some people push and push and push. And I've coached a lot of high performance entrepreneurs and they push for more money, more money, and they're miserable. I'm like, you'd probably be happier making 20K a month and live the life that you want to live. If you're a social butterfly, maybe this business isn't for you operating at, you know, max level, right? So I think it's getting really clear on like, what do you want? What do you want? How much money do you want to make per year? How much money you want to make per year is going to determine how hard you actually need to work. You cannot build a seven-figure brand and business taking fucking bubble baths and going out and being a social butterfly and partying and being at events every weekend and doing things. It's not going to happen. It just is not going to happen. That's just like not even living in reality. Like we're talking about like potentially like a million dollars, even if it is half a million. That requires work. It requires work. So it's very naive for people to think to make a significant amount of money that you can just not do anything, right? That's not to say that you can't have balance, but I think it's also getting your priorities really straight and being realistic, like realistic. I've had a lot of clients that have huge social lives, like huge. And then they're like frustrated that they're not seeing results. I'm like, you're spending 50% of your time having like this huge social life. (laughs) Let's get realistic with your goals. So I think at the end of the day, like balance will determine what your goal is, how fast you want to get to that goal. What is the timeline and what's realistic, Mm. you know, and then just really being just consciously aware of when you need to push. And when you can like take a seat back and I'm huge on celebrating for those of you or you, if you've seen me with like my balloons and stuff like that, I'm really big on celebrating wins monthly. I celebrate. If I have a huge milestone, I celebrate it. Why? Because that's my form of celebration for myself, for my business. I chill out. I'll, you know, go to dinner. I'll have some wines at home and with, you know, my sister and my mom and stuff and I'll chill out. That's how I fill my cup up. And that's my celebration for myself. That's my balance. So, you know, I think it's dependent on each person. A vision, your goals is going to dictate where you prioritize your time. Mm. But that's, I think, where people get lost is that they don't get clear on the vision or the goal. So you're kind of like chasing and working, but like you don't really know what you're working towards. And it's kind of like this big crazy chase and then all of a sudden you're like burnt out in resentment and you're like why am I doing this it's like well what's your goal what are you trying to get to you know (laughs) yeah so it sounds like clarity is like such a big thing in finding that balance and yeah being able to create that for yourself absolutely absolutely now before we start to wrap up this episode there's still two more questions that I want to ask you now first and foremost is because I do have a lot of entrepreneurs who are very new to the sort of entrepreneurial space who listen to this podcast. Now, do you have any tips for them who maybe they're new to it or maybe they're a little bit stuck at where they're at at the moment? Any tips for how they can start to see some more immediate results or some shifts happening for them in their businesses? Yeah. Okay. So my biggest tip is number one, because I run my business off of Instagram. My biggest tip is treat it like a business. Number one, okay, you can't operate a business if you're treating it as a personal page, okay? You can have a personal brand, but you need to look at it as a business. That's like biggest thing ever, okay? Number two, 
you need to sell your offer. Like if you're not selling your offer, then people are not going to buy. So you need to get comfortable with selling your offer. Like if it's a program or whatever you're selling, whether it's products or anything, like people buy from people that sell. So you've like learn how to sell what your services are. And yeah, that would be my biggest thing. And if I add one more, learn about business, like Mm -hmm. learn about business, like a social media course will be amazing, but to build a business, you have to learn about business, business strategy, and that'll help you build and establish a business. So treat your social media like a business. Yes. Learn how to sell your offer and learn about business. Yes. I love that. I love that second point in particular as well, because sometimes we have these offers that we want to share with the world, but we hold ourselves back from sharing with the world because our mindsets are limiting us in some way. So I think that's a great little reminder there to share it, speak it to the world, paint it on the walls, like let everyone know what it is you have to offer. Otherwise, they're not going to know what you do have. Yes. It takes up to 60 times to hear someone sell something before they take action. (laughs) That is an important statistic, right? (laughs) That is important. So like consistency, consistency, like Mm. people don't know that you're selling something unless you tell them. (laughs) And I can even like, as a personal, like someone who's experienced that before, I have looked at people time and time and time and time again, read their captions over and over and over again. And then it's taken me like, 30 observations of this person before I'm like, actually, yeah, I need to invest in them. Like now's the time. So repetition and consistency is such key. I love that. Huge. Now let's start to wrap up this episode because this has been quite a long one. I've enjoyed talking to you. (laughs) Given this is the Empower With Them podcast, there's always one question that I love to ask my guests and that is, you know, what's one final piece of empowering advice that you'd love to leave our listeners with today? I think the biggest thing is don't overthink it, just do it, literally. Don't overthink it, just do it. There is no perfect time. If you're thinking about starting a business, just do it. Like you are never going to have the perfect time. There's never going to be the perfect opportunity. You're never going to be in the perfect financial situation. There's no perfect timing. Like the perfect time is when you just leap. And you don't have to have the answers. There's still a lot of decisions that I make in my business. I don't have the answers. I don't. I literally don't. But I give it a go. So it doesn't matter what level you're at, whoever's listening, whether beginner, intermediate, or advanced, just follow, like make intuitive, confident decisions. And it's okay to not have the answers. You will figure it out. I love that so much. What a powerful note to end off on. (laughs) Now, Jess, if any of my listeners today are wanting to continue to follow along with your journey and continue to learn from you, whereabouts can they find you? So just on Instagram at Jessica, full stop, Viera, V-I-E-R-A-A, and then underscore. That's pretty much where I hang out. And I'll pop the links to your Instagram into the show description anyway, so then everyone can make sure they can find you because you put some incredible content out there. So whether someone's working with you as a paid client or not, there's so much value that they're going to get from your page. So I want to make sure that people can jump on over and see that. But otherwise, Jess, thank you so much for your time today. It has been so awesome to like finally connect and have this conversation. I mean, as I said at the start, it's been so awesome following your journey for, I think it was probably, it had to have been like the very start of your business around then that I would have started following. Wow. 
early last year. Oh my God. Yeah, early <laughs> last year that I first jumped onto your page. You were definitely established, but now that I know your timeline, I think it must have been early on there. So it's so awesome to see you now, you know, surpassing seven figures. I can't wait to see what comes next for you. And I can't wait to continue to learn from you. So thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all from me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.